The following program discusses medical information that is general in nature and not intended to serve as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues you may be experiencing. Welcome to the Nice Living with Dr. Cameron podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Bowen, and this is part two of Katie's story. In part one of this episode, we heard from a young woman and patient of Dr. Cameron's who experienced and overcame a very complex case of vein disease. If you haven't heard that episode yet, I encourage you to listen to Katie's firsthand perspective as she shares what it was like struggling with venous insufficiency both during and in between pregnancies. And then she talks about the relief she found, the regained confidence and newfound energy to keep up with her little ones after having treatment at Scarless Vein Care by Dr. Cameron. In this episode, our show's host and renowned vascular expert, Dr. Cameron Gadarzi, is going to be sharing what made Katie's case so unique. And then we're going to dive into aspects that, as it turns out, are actually more common than many may imagine, such as the prevalence of vein disease among young people in general and especially expecting mothers. So Dr. Cameron, let's start with you know, taking us back about a decade ago, what stood out to you when Katie first came to your office? I still remember her when she walked to the office the way it looked and, you know, the disappointment in her, you know, her worries. And the reason why I think it was so dramatic is when she walked in, is this very beautiful young lady, very healthy. She's not overweight. She exercises, obviously. And then I, and she's in her young 20s, just had a child. And then you look at her leg and you really don't want to say it, but you feel that those those legs don't belong to that body. Those legs look a lot older than the rest of her body. So, um, and it really clearly showed that it was a uh, neglected venous disease that she's had for years. So it had had plenty of opportunity to cause swelling of her ankles. So she was essentially losing the shape of her ankles. She was losing the shape of her knees, the skin. Uh, because of the venous insufficiency and vein disease had already created this almost like cobblestone appearance of veins pushing out of the skin with dark discoloration and uh, a fair amount of iron pigments secondary to when red cells break down from venous insufficiency, they get this iron deposits and pigmentation which had uh, taken away some of the uh, the color of the skin where you did rightly f- reflects well, but hers was almost just dark in coloration. So seeing that, you, I felt so bad for her, but also knew that with the new technology which was out, uh, where we have very uh, high-resolution ultrasound and we have laser treatments and the other modalities which are available that can all be done outside an operating room right in the office, it made me very excited that I could make her legs uh, look better and feel better. Uh, and she had already, uh, you know, I think had gotten other opinions, and I believed that their feeling was there was nothing much you could do. And quite frankly, at that period, there weren't too many people who could do much because the technology wasn't there. We were one of the first ones out there doing this, or I was, and so I'd already seen what great results we were getting from treating these patients, so I felt that I could really help her out. Before Katie, had you ever experienced another patient that young with such an advanced case of vein disease? I actually did have another patient who did one of our radio ads where she, when she was 14, she said her veins were so bad that she uh, stopped uh, doing cheerleading. And so I think she was 14 or 16, where she literally had to stop cheerleading because she said her legs looked so bad. And then she this is this other lady, she had venous stripping, 
And of course, she left so many scars on her leg that she felt that was the end of her career. And then she was about 22 or 24. She came to see me. And uh, of course, we went and, uh, you know, when, when you have vein stripping, there's 40% recurrence rate. So she had had recurrence after all that surgery and all those scars, she had had recurrence. So when she came to see me, I was able to go and take care of all her veins without any cutting, without any scar, just with the laser. And she was so thankful because um, and she felt that, you know, if she was treated properly when she was 14 or 15, she would not have given up cheerleading. She wouldn't have all those ugly scars on her leg. So, and in fact, she was so thankful. She, I think, was literally the very first radio testimonials that uh, was done for us was her. So when Katie came in, it was like deja vu. I had already seen the results we were getting, and I felt I could get the same. I knew it would probably be some kind of challenge. And Katie knew that, but it actually didn't turn out to be much of a challenge. She did extremely well. Of course, she's a very good patient, followed the instructions, and her leg looked so much better. And uh, six months later, it was like transformation, like metamorphosis. You know, they, it was like her legs had had the fountain of youth. They were getting younger by the minute. And they got to a point where the legs caught up with their body, that their legs became as young as the rest of their body was. And that was very satisfying. The color of the skin came back, swelling went, went away. The legs got their definition. The shape of the knee came back. The shape of her ankles came back. The shape of her legs came back. She started having much more confidence in her legs and in her life. And as you mentioned, you know, when she was talking earlier, she actually was able to keep up with her child. As we all know, when you've got a two-year-old, you need a new set of tires. You need to be able to, you know, run after them. And she was able to do that. So she had more energy. And uh, so then the big question was, okay, well, how long is it going to last? So 10 years later, when she came to So this to is see, like a case study for it, you. It really is. I mean, I don't think there are many people out there who can show 10 years later how patients look. And 10 years later, her legs look probably just as good, if not better than it did when, uh, you know, when we had finished the treatment. So it shows that this procedure is, doesn't only, uh, is very non-invasive, outpatient-based, uh, huge transformation, whether it is to the symptoms, to the function of your leg, or even to look of your leg. Uh, I think it is, you know, it's a major breakthrough. And the longevity, she clearly can show that 10 years later, uh, she, her legacy looks great. Yes, we've done a few procedures, minor like injections here and there, but nothing, nothing like we had to do in the beginning. It was just more like maintenance. So uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled how well she's done. That's fantastic. And I think, you know, one of the biggest takeaways for me and, and probably our listeners as well is just the fact that, you know, vein disease, it, it affects people of all ages. You know, like you said, with your other patient who was a teenager um, and encountered vein disease, had to have vein stripping. And then, you know, Katie in her 20s, you know, as a, as a young mother, encountering issues, developing vein disease, seeing the swelling, the inflammation. And of course, you know, in her case, the, the varicose veins and the pigmentation issues um, but not everybody has necessarily the visual signs of vein disease. There's a lot of young people that have vein disease and might not even see those visual presentations, but they feel it in those heavy legs, that really heavy sensation, the Charlie horses they get at night, those night cramps, things like that. Um, so I think in those cases, from a, a patient education standpoint, um, just what I've learned in conversations with you and, and speaking with your patients in the past, that if you have any of the symptoms, not not just the visual ones, it's probably worth getting checked out. Absolutely. I, you know, I've had 18 years is a long time, so I've had plenty of time to think about, you know, this disease and why does it not get diagnosed properly? 
it somehow reminds me of the Titanic. You know, Titanic still would have been here if they didn't uh, just rely on somebody on the deck looking and see if there's an iceberg out there. So they feel if you see it, you've got it. If you don't see it, you don't have it. Where, you know, sometimes you need to look under the water. And that's what the ultrasound does. Ultrasound shows, you know, if they have a disease and how advanced it is. But if you're really looking to see, you know, uh, for your face, first visible varicose vein before you think you've got venous insufficiency, you're missing a lot of this disease. In fact, uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, the, the disease starts a long time before you have the visual changes. So if you have cramping, heaviness, swelling, you don't know how many patients I have around diuretic and water pill at a very young age, just because people didn't know what the swelling was for, or they get cramps and then they go on, on uh, you know, magnesium and potassium and everything else, which is really was not related to that at all. And you and I had talked about that before. So uh, uh, even Katie, I noticed listening to her, she was talking about having, you know, kind of varicose vein disease. No, she had what we call venous insufficiency. It's like you have heart failure, you have venous failure, and then the the the, the looks and the symptoms are related uh, to lack of function of the valves of the vein. And that is so easy to make a diagnosis now with an ultrasound. So that's the first step for Katie and for any of your patients is scheduling that consultation um, for anyone I- anywhere. <laughs> get, get to a vein specialist. And with the diagnostic equipment that you have accessible at your office and you know other offices across the nation, things like that, it's really pretty easy for you to quickly determine if that's the underlying cause of some of these symptoms, isn't it? It really is. I mean, at my stage, you know, been in medicine for goodness, quite a few years and now been doing, uh, you know, a lot of venous procedures the past 18 years. You know, I can eyeball somebody and know almost immediately, you know, how much disease they have because we get feedback. I look at the leg, then I put an ultrasound. So I pretty much can almost tell how the ultrasound is going to look like. But Regardless, uh, ultrasound, as soon as you put on the skin and you see those icebergs, you know, immediately you've got, you got an issue. One of the things that you and I uh, were talking about actually on a, on a previous occasion is uh, particularly in uh, ladies when they're going to be childbearing, you know, they really need to know if you've got venous insufficiency before they start getting pregnant because if you have venous insufficiency and you get pregnant, it really... Uh, puts a tremendous stress on your veins and all of a sudden things start falling apart a lot faster. And then you have a second baby is even worse. So um, the ladies is in childbearing age, I think is extremely important, you know, whether you're pregnant or going to get pregnant or you're married and thinking about getting pregnant, I think it's extremely important to have, uh, you know, your veins uh, evaluated. Uh, I think we should be, should be part, part of your prenatal care. I really believe one day it will be part of your prenatal care. Uh, when you go see your obstetrician, ask, you know, obstetrician will ask you to have your veins checked because it's so easy. It's an ultrasound. There's no radiation. There's no danger to your baby. There's no danger to anything. You just have a quick look and say, ma'am, you've got venous sufficiency. Maybe you should wear stockings, you know, right from the beginning as soon as your intense positive and not wait till, you know, the, the disease is advanced. So if I was going to be promoting a society, it would be, uh, making sure that uh, venous uh, uh, evaluation of the venous insufficiency would be part of your prenatal care. I love that. I think that's, I mean, that's brilliant because, you know, as you and I have discussed in the past, vein disease 
is often something women find out they have, of course, after those uh, first one or two children, um, they see the the veins starting to pop up here and there, um, and then notice the inflammation, the swelling, and even during pregnancy, you know, carrying the child, you know, you see huge changes (laughs) with swelling in in the legs and the feet. I know I did personally. Um, And and a lot of that, of course, is related to these interesting hormonal changes that, that happen during that time, but also the changes in the vascular system. There's a, there's a big change that takes place. And and even I know another aspect you and I have talked about in the past is estrogen is sometimes at play specifically, uh, you know, speaking about those hormonal changes um, and how there's estrogen receptors throughout the legs and how that can impact things as well. Um, so I, I think that's really interesting that kind of forecasting, maybe that potentially being on the horizon or at least advocating for such things because prevention you know, that's the the name of the game is preventing things before they get to such stages. I mean, you're really hitting some very important points. You know, number one, uh, yeah, I'm very impressed with your knowledge. You're right. There are estrogen receptors on the veins and estrogen receptors on the veins of the leg are like a thousand times more than the estrogen receptors on the veins anywhere else in the body. And that's one theory. That that's the reason why you get you know varicose veins on your legs. So if you got estrogen receptors, they literally uh, they're like charcoal, and the fan is the hormone. So when you play the fan on the charcoal, it starts lighting up. So around when your periods, you know, the estrogen level goes up, and the veins are starting expanding and get you know very painful. Some people literally, some ladies tell tell me that during their periods, the legs are very achy. Now when you get pregnant, you're Hormone again, estrogen level goes up, and guess what? You know your legs start, the veins start getting really large, and they get very achy. So I have quite a few patients who had ended up the veins were being so painful. You know, on when they are seven or eight months pregnant, which is very hard to operate on them at that stage, and just to bear the pain until they could deliver the baby, and that wasn't necessary. We could have taken care of the vein before they got to that position, and or I have had patients who got a clot in the vein because when you have varicose vein then you're prone to getting clots. And if you get clots in the veins, uh, if it's superficial clots, you know, they're inflamed, they're painful, they can, 30% of the patients with what we call superficial filibides can actually get deep vein thrombosis. And we know DVT can actually kill you. And now we are living in a world of uh, coronavirus, you know, we know that makes you more prone to getting clots. And if you've already got varicose veins, it puts you at more risk of getting clots. And I know a lot of people are very nervous about getting the vaccine, especially during the pregnancy or even before pregnancy. So you're already prone to potentially getting the coronavirus. And now you also got venous insufficiency, which puts you at a higher risk. So I think at this stage of the game, in this world that you're living in, in this time that you're living in, I think it becomes extremely important to have your venous uh, insufficiency checked during your prenatal period or even before that. And it's so easy to do. One of the reasons why we offer free consultation is because, you know, it is, I feel really I'm helping the community by doing that. Now, some insurance companies, I think Medicare and so on, you're not allowed to do uh, free consultation. That's why we always say, please check with us to see if you qualify. And that is, you know, my book, the main reason for qualification. If we are allowed to do a free consultation to me, uh, you know, in medicine, it's nice to be able to tell public and say, okay, look, you do have venous sufficiency. This is what you got. You know, you, this is what you need to do or at least go and get an opinion either from, you know, either us to see what we can do for you or for whoever else you are interested. But at least go and get yourself checked. If you're driving on the road, you don't have to wait before the tire blows before you know there's a problem with the tire. 
yet why do you have to wait till one of your veins blows or get a clot or you get swelling or all these other symptoms before you realize you have a problem? So it all comes to, you know, taking care of your body. You know, your legs are doing a lot for you. The very least you can do is do a little bit for your legs. <laughs> so. And some of us are just graced with the genes we're given, but having that knowledge at least of, you know, do I have these risk factors? Did my mom have it? Did my dad have it? Did my grandparents have it? You yeah. know, and am I seeing some of these symptoms? You know, that that's a good also indicator that maybe we should check this out before we blow a tire here. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. I mean, if you if your parents have venous insufficiency, the chances are you're going to have it too. I mean, it's very high probability. So get yourself checked. I mean, what do you have to lose? You have no idea how many patients that came here to have a veins check and we found out they have, you know, clotting disorders and they had other issues as well, which I, you know, thank God we found that out and let them know and it prevented them from getting uh, deep vein thrombosis or to get a you know, clot and potentially you know, hurt themselves. So mm-hmm. I think it's extremely important to get yourself checked. I couldn't emphasize this enough. Well, Dr. Cameron, is there anything else you wanted to share with the listeners today? Um, I think, uh, you know, we, my suggestion is, uh, is to subscribe to our podcast so we can <laughs> keep you informed about venous insufficiency because Amy and I have decided to really concentrate on venous insufficiency because going out there, I, I find that there's a lot of people talking about a lot of things, but there's not too many people talking about venous insufficiency. And having been in, uh, you know, vascular surgeon, vascular general surgeon for years and having really focused my practice for the past 18 years over the treatment of venous insufficiency, there's, you know, fair amount of knowledge again that you like to share. So I think Amy is fair enough to say that uh, I think we should really concentrate in talking about venous insufficiency till, as they say, the cows come home because people need to know, <laughs> people need to know what it is. And there's not many people who either talk about it or I believe have the knowledge to talk about it. You've got so much incredible perspective to, to share with folks and help them get their legs back and get their healthy lifestyle back by, you know, pursuing, uh, just exploring the notion of, do I have vein disease? No, absolutely. As always, thank you so much for listening. Visit scarlessveincare.com to view show notes and find more information about some of the topics we discussed in today's episode or listen to previous episodes. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Nice Living with Dr. Cameron podcast on your favorite listening platform, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Audible, and so many others. When you do, you'll get instant access to new episodes as soon as they're live. Until next time, I'm Amy Bowen. I'm Dr. Cameron. And we wish you good health and happiness in the meantime. We'll be back soon.